listeners, it is episode 12, which means that it is my birthday and also our last episode together on Dwelling on Ellen. Um, this, if you were just joining us, which way, way to jump in at the end here, um, we are doing a deep dive into the career and life of Ellen DeGeneres, and I'm your host, Sarah Kennedy. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Ellen's legacy, so we're going to discuss her phone call to God joke, and we're also going to feature your voicemail tributes to her. Uh, but before we get started with everything, I just uh, we've got some Ellen news. Uh, this just just happened before I started recording. She recently had Matt Lauer on her show, and uh, she of course scared the heck out of him. And then she sat down with him and to talk about whether or not she would ever have President Trump on the show. And I don't want to spoil it for you because I want you guys to watch it. I just tweeted the clip from the Dwelling on Ellen Twitter, so go and watch that when you have a second. We have so much we're going to cover today, so let's go ahead and get started. <laughs> So we've talked before about Ellen's appearance on Johnny Carson and how she was the first woman comedian to be called over to chat with him after her set. Um, her set has a bunch of her classic old school jokes in them, uh, but it also features this amazing bit called Phone Call to God, uh, and I'll play it for you right now. I'm always thinking about these things because to me life is very precious. It's very special. We're here for such a short time that everything on this earth should have a reason, should have a beneficial purpose. And I feel like everything does, except for fleas. Yeah. Please do nothing at all beneficial. I always thought at times like this when we can't figure it out for ourselves, wouldn't it be great if we could just pick up the phone and call up God and ask him these things? Just pick up the phone and call up God. Yeah, hi, God. This is Ellen. <laughs> Ellen. Degenerous. Degenerous. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> no, I never thought of that. It does sound like that, doesn't it? Uh, I get it. Listen, if you weren't too bit sure, hold on. Somebody's at the gate. <laughs> Onward, Christian soldiers. Mar yeah, just sing along to your tape. <laughs> That's Great. Yeah. Listen, there are certain things on this earth I just don't understand why they're here. No, not Charo. <laughs> no. But there are certain things, that, like uh, insects. Uh, no, bees are great. The honey, that was clever. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking more about fleas. They seem to have no benefit. No, I didn't realize how many people were employed by the flea collar industry. Not to mention sprays. Well, <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Of course you are. <laughs> yeah, of course you are. <laughs> Being who you are. Yeah. Oh, you got a little cold. God bless you. Or bless yourself. <laughs> bless yourself. <laughs> oh, I'm still doing that comedy. You got a joke for me. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Uh-huh. Now I got time. Of course, you would know that more than me, huh? <laughs> that was a joke. Go ahead. Who's there? God who? Godzilla. <laughs> well, incredibly funny. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, and another one, sure. Uh, who's there? God who? Got a dime. <laughs> oh! <laughs> no, I don't have time for another one. No. Uh, yeah, I just remembered an appointment I have to get to, so I gotta go. How about that? God who? Gotta go? Cute? Stupid. All righty. It was good talking to you, too. And I'll see... I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Thank you very much. 
stuff. There it is. It's awesome. From beginning to end, it's so cool. Um, but we have also talked a little bit about the tragic story that happened behind that joke. Uh, it was all about, actually, Ellen's ex-girlfriend who had died in a car accident. And I found a clip from Oprah's Masterclass where Ellen actually tells the story in her own words. And so I want you guys to get to hear that now. So here's the clip of that. Yeah, I'd never lost anybody. I mean, my grandfather died when I was a little girl, but I didn't really know him. I wasn't close, so I didn't really... Um, and I didn't go to the funeral. And um, But my girlfriend had been killed in a car accident, and I was uh, we were living together at the time. My brother's band was performing, and uh, we had broken up. We had fought a lot. She was trying to get me to come back home. I acted like I couldn't hear her because the music was too loud. I was planning on moving back in. I just was trying to teach her a lesson, and I was staying with some friends. So I just acted like I couldn't hear, and I was being really um, just uh, dismissive of her. She had left before us, and as we were driving home, we saw a car, and uh, it was split in two, and we heard sirens behind us, so it had just happened. Nobody was there yet, and we just kept going. And um, I found out the next morning that it was her in the car. And so that, you know, of course made me feel like I should have gone home with her that night. She wouldn't have been with that person. I should have stopped. Maybe she would have, you know, all kinds of things. But a lot of guilt. I think it, it made me realize how fragile and how, how easily you can lose somebody. I mean, just literally in a, in a, you know, in an instant, she just was gone. And uh, that was, that was, it was really hard, but it really did, it, it shifted my entire, uh, my entire focus and my, and my life. Um, I lived in this tiny basement apartment where you couldn't even stand up fully. It was, the, the ceilings were so low, it was like, you couldn't stand up. And I had a mattress on the floor, and the whole, the basement was infested with fleas. There were just fleas everywhere. And I remember thinking, it just seems so ridiculous that this young 23-year-old girl who, you know, I was just living with was gone and fleas are here. And so I just thought it would be great to just pick up the phone and call up God and talk about this. And so I just, I just picked up a pen and there were no like scratch out, start over. It just was written. It just, the whole thing came out, the whole conversation, the whole phone call. And when I finished writing, I just thought Johnny Carson would love that. I know he would appreciate that, and I'm gonna do that on the show. It really is amazing that she was able to take something so sad and turn it into something so funny for all of us to be able to enjoy. Like that kind of, you know, people always say that the, um, the equation for comedy is like tragedy plus time equals comedy, but this seemed like it was so recent for Ellen, and she was able to immediately take, take it and turn it into something humorous. I don't want to say she found the humor in the situation because that's absolutely not what she did, but she was able to kind of take it and turn it into something that was humorous. I love I love any kind of joke that always is like a one-sided conversation. Like she's so good about taking the pauses and stuff so you know that like God's obviously saying something on the other end, uh, but we're not getting to hear it. We're just getting to hear her reactions to it. And so because of that, we're able to make the connections ourselves. And each time that we make that connection, that's where a laugh is. And it's amazing. I think it's just, a, it's like a... I don't, it's, it's inspiring. It's just super inspiring. All right, let's go ahead and keep moving on.
So I started this campaign a few weeks ago to include your stories in this podcast, and I asked everyone to call a Google Voice number and leave a brief message with kind words, stories, and memories of Ellen. And you guys are awesome. I want to thank all of you guys who have called. I'm going to play all the voicemails for you now, but I do want to give a few shout-outs to some of the people you're going to hear here. Um, there is Hannah Boone, who has an album on Spotify called Mommy, Daddy, Baby, Family. She's a comedian. Uh, it's an EP. Go check it out. We have Emily Winter, who created the Back Fat Variety and the What a Joke Festival. Both of those mwah, 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 brilliance. Patrick J. Riley, who you guys may have remembered from a few episodes ago, we played Heads Up Charades together. He is the host of the podcast One Sided Conversations, and also we made a musical. Kelly Trapnell, who is an author, and she runs the blog LastCallStories.wordpress.com. Um, Lisa Finnegan, who is an amazing Bayland all-star and an amazing actress, too. She's amazing. I've said it twice. Now I've said it three times. Amazing. Sarah Burke, who is the co-producer of Letters to the 2000s. Amy Bellancini, who is a huge part of the Cinderblock Comedy Festival and also a producer on Small Screen Casualties, a podcast we've mentioned multiple times here on Dwellin' on Ellen. Then, of course, we have Dwellin' on Ellen's biggest fan, Frank. Frank Luciano also leaves a voicemail so you'll hear from him and then Chris Calagero who is the host of the Morning Coffee podcast and he also has an amazing shows all over New York Not Quite Midnight and um, Match Game NYC go check him out go check all these people out there's um one in there I don't know I don't know who it is so if you if you left a voicemail and I did not just give you a shout out um talk to me on Twitter at Dwellin' on Ellen and I will make sure to give you the, the biggest shout out I will credit you so many credits so many credits. So, um, here, enjoy them now. Holy moly, um, my name's Chris. I'm just calling to say that I love um, Ellen so much. Oh my god, um, it's great. Uh, I love this podcast. I love Ellen. Um, I can't believe it's 20 years since the episode where she came out uh, on TV. I think that was amazing. It seems like just yesterday. Holy moly, it's great. Um, and I think it was Laura Dern, right? Oh my god, Laura Dern, the best. Imagine I would love a show with like Laura Dern and Ellen on TV right now where they like solve like cat crimes or something that would be the best thing anyway i just want to say that i love ellen so much and um and thanks all right bye i babysat a boy for a few months who was obsessed with finding nemo he was really young but he loved to say just keeps the mean just keeps the mean whenever i see anything with dory in it i think of him uh i, I i'm a i'm a big fan of ellen and uh I, I just remember when i was a kid how big the news was when ellen came out and how it was like, and like everyone was talking about it for a while. It was like such a, it was, it was, it's this weird moment in my life where like it's, it's, it was so important because no one had really been, no one had done that before, especially like lesbians. Like there have been gay men who come out, but like no, like no one's ever really kept, like I, I can't remember like someone big like that coming out as a lesbian until like later, years later, Rosie O'Donnell did it, but. Like, I remember when Ellen was, a, uh, Ellen was the first, and then, like, she kind of, you know, after that came out, she, you know, disappeared for a bit. But then she came back with that special, I think it was, like, early 2000, she had that special. And, oh, man, it was so amazing and good. And I remember my mother being excited for it, which I was like, oh. Because at that point, I was young, so all I knew was, like, she was the lesbian comedian. I remember watching her special and being like, oh, this is amazing. And then Finding Nemo came out, and it was like, well, it's Ellen, you know what I mean? She's just become like her own brand of, of person. It stopped being like, oh, she's a lesbian, or oh, she's this, or oh, she's that, and now it says, oh, she's Ella, and it made sense. Um, yeah. So that's, that's it. Bananas? Is that, is that good for you? It's good for her. I got sleepy dogs. I have to go. I'm sorry. 
Hi, Sarah. It's Frank. I've been so excited about your podcast, and it just reminded me of so many different reasons why I love Ellen and how she's been a part of our lives. I was actually surprised when episode one was playing and you mentioned that she hadn't really been famous until her Ellen show that we know and love today, because I feel like she's been such a part of our lives for such a long time that it just it didn't dawn on me that there was a time before then. And so it's been great getting to know her. Um, my biggest thing that I remember from Ellen is the Here and Now special. Um, it's something I quote almost every day, and it's still hilarious as many times as I watch it. So I'll often just yell out randomly, that's not Nancy, and then someone will get it. And it's just been great. So Ellen's always been a part of my life, and I just love how she brings people together, even people who you think wouldn't maybe be accepting of her her lifestyle don't even think about that because she's just so great all around that we can just all love her for who she is and not other parts of her like her personal life so Ellen's always been important to me and a perfect role model and everything she does makes me cry um one of my favorite moments recently of Ellen was when she received the uh presidential award from Obama. I couldn't remember the actual name right now. But when she got that from Obama and he quoted Dory, which was such a big part of her life, um, when she pretty much campaigned to have this character brought back to life and, and everyone loves it and knows her because of it. So thank you for doing this show. It's been fun listening. And I tell everyone who can listen to me about it. So thank you and have a great Uh, I just had to call and say something about Ellen. Uh, I think she's just, I don't know, she's just an inspiration to me and I think a lot of other people. Uh, She's a really positive light in the world. Uh, I don't know. She's just really generous and good-hearted and uh, I feel like we're really lucky uh, that she exists. I think the thing that I love about Ellen the most is just how silly she is and like with everybody. Like she can have an award-winning actor on her show and she decides to prank them by scaring them. It's hilarious. Ellen, thank you for making conservative Midwestern moms accidentally become okay with gay culture. Or wait, I should say that better. Okay. Ellen, thank you for making conservative Midwestern moms accidentally comfortable uh, with gays and lesbians. Is that right? Is that right? Now I don't even know. Now I'm freaking out about to say gay and lesbian. Is that wrong? Oh, God. Are we all paused? Do we have sexuality at all? Do we have gender? Okay, let me try this one more time. Okay. Um, Ellen, thank you for making conservative... Midwestern moms uh, accidentally become comfortable with lesbians. That was good. That was the one. Okay, bye. Sorry. So Ellen was never really a huge part of my life, but I do remember seeing her first stand-up special on HBO after coming out the beginning in 2000. And up until that point, all that I knew about stand-up was male-dominated kind of crafts a little raunchy and kind of insulting and mostly shock value stuff. She showed me that you don't have to do those things in order to be considered a funny person. 
I think I wore out the tape that I made of the special on HBO because I watched it so much and even handed it around to my friends who didn't have cable so they could see it too. It was a big, big part of being in high school for me and it's pretty incredible that she's still being who she is. So um, my family uh, didn't really watch Ellen as I was growing up um, because, and it was never really super communicated to me why, like, it was just like, ugh, Ellen, and, like, the channel would change. Um, and I always just thought it was, like, probably because it was a boring show or something. I don't know. And um, I was gr- I grew up in Texas, so I guess, I mean, my family wasn't, like, really uh, conservative or anything by any means. Like, I didn't think that they were, like, super crazy or anything, but I guess you never do. Um, anyway, so... Then she got her talk show, and I remember they would show it at school even, um, sometimes, like, in study hall and whatever, and I was like, this is great, this lady is really funny, actually, <laughs> and um, I would watch it at home, and my mom would come by and be like, ugh, Ellen, and then, after a while, she started watching the talk show with me, and now it's, like, actually one of her favorite shows <laughs> um, to watch, so, which is very typical of it middle-aged lady, I suppose, but, um, so I missed all of the, like, cool effects of her coming out on TV and, um, everything, I mean, her character came out on TV, but, anyway, um, but I, I recently rewatched the whole, uh, series with my girlfriend, who is wonderful, <laughs> and, um, and, oh my gosh, it's like a really great show. It's amazing. It's um, really funny and wonderful. And I'm sad that I didn't get to watch it when I was younger because um, it maybe would have cleared things up for me a bit. But, you know, I got here anyway. And um, now I have recommended it to my mom to watch the sitcom. And we'll see if she likes it or not. But, um, yeah. So that's my own story. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't bring up the pickle claw joke every time my mom loves her fucking pickle claw and every time I see it I can't think of anything else than Ellen's joke about it so I wish you'd included that thank you love Ellen love dwelling on Ellen bye so just one more time I want to thank Um, everyone who called in and shared their story. It means a lot, and this is a great way for us to send this this whole podcast out on a good note. So thank you. Okay, well, you know what, guys? Uh, That's that's the podcast. That's it. That's all 12 episodes. I'm going to leave this up on iTunes, hopefully forever, so please rate and review it uh, into the future, just so generations after us can find it, if if podcasts even exist. After the apocalypse, I don't know, it might be cockroaches and, you know, podcasts. And hopefully people with ears. I'm hoping people with ears continue uh, to exist. Please follow the show on Twitter at Dwellin' on Ellen. And let's keep talking about Ellen. I will keep putting out fun things about her because Ellen is amazing. And um, she deserves more than 12 episodes of talking about her. Uh, So we can keep the conversation going over there. And also, this has been such a fun project for me, and I hope you guys have all enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening and contributing. I am so grateful to all of you. So, until next time, 
In the words of Ellen, be kind to one another. Bye.